0: That's my secret, cat. I'm always angry. <laughs> Alright, I ran out of patience. Under roof! Hey everyone, yeah, Captain. big fan, of Spider-Man. Avengers assemble. Hello, Peter. Hello, and welcome to Elseworlds, a branch of To the Infinity Saga and Beyond, an MCU fan podcast. But here on Elseworlds, we talk uh, mostly DC stuff. Uh, so we're going to get into DC fandom, which was last weekend, and my thoughts on the stuff revealed there. And uh, so let's let's go ahead and get into it. So, uh, if we started out on Warner Brothers Pictures, which is the actual fe- theatrical slate here, the first footage we got was a behind-the-scenes video and first look of Black Adam, which is starring uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Sahi, Aldis Hodge, uh, Quintessa Swindle, and Noah Centino, um, and it you know the film is releasing on july 29th of 2022 but it started out you know uh with these i guess researchers or militia members i'm not really sure in like a you know ancient um ruin type thing and then uh sarah Sahi's character saying shazam as she's reading what's carved into the ground and then black adam coming down and you know uh, he straight up uh kills uh one of the people um who was there by like turning them into the skeleton and dust? So that was pretty crazy, but that's really all we saw from it. We got a lot of behind the scenes stuff from like Pierce Brosnan talking about Dr. Fate, um, and, you know, and I think Alis Hodge talking about Hawkman and Noah Sentinel, uh, talking about his character, um. But not a lot. We didn't get a lot from this one. It comes out in July. I'm assuming they'll wait until a little further later to uh, to show some more. Uh, maybe we'll get a full trailer by the time the Batman comes out um, in March. Uh, they also had a behind the scenes presentation for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. You know, show, uh, which had Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, and Rachel Zegler joining the cast for this. With Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren playing uh, the, the bad guys of the film, uh, so they showed off new suits for the Shazam family, and, uh, showed some mythical creatures they're gonna be using, some of the places they're gonna be going in this movie, and it looks really fantastical, and looks really amazing, and something that you would think, I always see people say this, that Wonder Woman films should have represented at this point, but, uh, they have yet to do so, um, but it looks great. It looks like you know Shazam was one of my favorite DC films when it came out. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really good, and I can't wait to see the second one because I think that will, um, you know, maybe just take it take it up a notch even more. And uh, you know, with the new uh, the new costumes, new uniforms, they look really great for the Shazam family, and I can't wait to see where they take it next. Uh, they also showed the first footage of the flash film, which is coming out next year as well. Uh, Ezra Miller is going to be playing multiple versions of himself. We saw like a you know Ezra Miller with longer hair, and then we saw the one that we're used to. Um, it looks like it's going to kind of take after Flashpoint, the comic book where you know uh, where Barry goes back in time to save his mother. And it sets off a chain of changes to the universe. And uh, we also saw Sasha Kale if that's how I say, if that's how it's pronounced, as Supergirl. And we also had the voiceover and the back of the cowl of Michael Keaton's Batman. As he's reprising his role from the 1989 and 1992 films, uh, Tim Burton films. As Batman, and I think instead of Thomas Wayne, if you're familiar with the Flashpoint comic, instead of Thomas Wayne uh, being the Batman in this alternate universe, it seems to be it's just going to be still Bruce Wayne, um, but it's just going to be the 1989 version of Batman from the Tim Burton films, um, which is cool. And it seems like you know we we also know Ben Affleck's going to be in it as well. I'm assuming at the start before. goes back in time because it sounds like from all the press and stuff that Michael Keaton is going to be the one integrated into the DCEU once the end of this film happens I also saw some concerns that maybe this would all overshadow Flasher that they didn't show us enough like why didn't they show us Michael Keaton yet why only the back of his head look you do have a Batman movie coming out uh, in March with Robert Pattinson And I don't think it's to, like, not overshadow him. I think it's to not confuse everybody. Like, if you show off this thing and it has Michael Keaton and then people are just like, oh, a Batman movie in March? Like, is this the one with Michael Keaton? Or what is that? Like, what is going on here? And I think it's just easier to, you know, what I would assume is by March they'll, you know, have the Robert Robert Pattinson film and then maybe a trailer released then or soon after that of showing off Michael Keaton as the Flash. I mean as Batman in the Flash. But uh that Flash film comes out in November, November fourth of twenty twenty two. Um, And one thing, too, like, uh, you know, the director, uh, Andy Muschietti, he shared a behind-the-scenes photo of a Batman suit with a spray-painted Flash logo on top of it, and people had no idea what that meant originally, but that is what the other Ezra Miller Flash, Barry Allen, is wearing, the one with the longer hair, is wearing that. You even see them in this, like, teaser spray-paint the boots, Batman boots, with the Flash logo as well, so... For some reason, I guess, you know, that Barry's going to need a, a suit, and uh, they're going to just use one of Batman's and just spray paint it instead of making him a new one. Uh, so, we had Batgirl. Uh, so, this is going to be an HBO Max uh, uh, movie. And the directors are Ideal El Harabi and Bilal Falal. You may have heard me mention these people before on the show. These are two of the directors of the Miss Marvel series coming to Disney Plus. So a little bit of a tie-in there. Leslie Grace, we already, I've, you know, has already been cast as Batgirl in this movie. They confirmed she will have red hair in the movie, and they showed a piece of concept art of her like on a gargoyle overlooking Gotham. I mean, it wasn't much. But we do know J.K. Simmons is coming back as Commissioner Gordon. He was Commissioner Gordon in the Justice League film. And they said Batman will be in there. When pressed about it, they said the real one will be in there. I'm assuming this means Michael Keaton, since uh, Michael Keaton is replacing Ben Affleck in the DCU after Flashpoint. And this movie comes out after Flash. So that's the way I think they're going to go. You know, Robert Pattinson is going to be pretty um, separated, I think, in all of this. We also got a behind-the-scenes featurette of Jason Momoa um, after the first day of filming for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. This also showed out uh, Black Manta's new suit for the second film and uh, the new stealth suit for Aquaman. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, for some reason, have yet to get around to watching the first Aquaman, even though I own it. So I do have to set some time aside and watch that at some point. But I got another year till I have to. Um, and they also talked about Blue Beetle, which is going to be on HBO Max as well. Uh, they showed some concept art. Um, this is a <clears throat> directed by Angel Manuel Soto and the director uh, solo... Uh, Maraduena is going to be Blue Beetle. looks like really good suit. They have Cord Industries in the background. He's, uh, you know, one of the original Blue Beetles. But this is going to follow, um, uh, Jaime, uh, Reyes as the, uh, uh Blue Beetle. Which is a different Blue Beetle. And then we got the Batman trailer. Which, you know, starring Robert Pattinson comes out March of 2022 that actual release date is March 4th uh you know we were supposed to get Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in March end of March of 2022 that got pushed this week as well um until I think it's May now that that will release we'll talk about that on the proper show at some point But we got the Batman trailer, and this was, I thought, a really good trailer. You know, it opens up with the police surrounding a diner where Paul Dano's uh, Riddler is. And I liked, uh, you know, when you look at the shot of the coffee with the creamer making, like, a question mark in it. I thought that was really, really uh, cool and well done. And this looks like Gotham. I mean, if that's one of my complaints about the um Christopher Nolan films is in the Batman Begins Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises it doesn't really feel like Gotham it's a lot of, you want you see it a lot in the daytime especially in Rises I feel like you see a lot of the daytime but it doesn't look as like you know they were going for a lot of realistic city type stuff You know, Gotham is kind of like gothic architecture. I think this has it really well. I think the neon lights on the diner looked really cool with this. And, you know, the rain and the cops being there. Like, it just felt Gotham to me. Um, So I am really excited to see what they're able to provide here. And it looks like, you know, Bruce is going through something here. You know, we've heard some stuff about how Bruce is you know, we always hear Bruce is the disguise and stuff, but it sounds like Bruce is losing himself in this, in his, I think this was supposed to be around like year two for, for this version of Batman. So it definitely feels like that is something that is, you know, um, you know, that, that, that Bruce is losing himself in the work pretty much, you know, like sometimes if people, you know, lose themselves in their job, but you know, his job is to go around and beat up people. And he's kind of losing himself into a suffering for, you know some of that and I think the whole atmosphere of the trailer looked really cool I really liked Penguin as well Colin Farrell's Penguin looks really great you can't even tell it's him but you know I I even liked it when he I think he said like take it easy sweetheart or something when Batman's like beating up on people and it just felt Penguin to me and it felt I don't know, it just felt like Batman, so I'm really excited to see how this goes, and there's the shot of Batman with all of the dirt and dust all over him, and it just looks really badass, and I think Pattinson's going to be a great Batman, and I'm excited to see, you know, where this goes from here, you know, uh, we got Riddler, Penguin, and Catwoman in this film, Zoe Kravitz looks great as Catwoman, and I do hope, though, one thing I really hope is that at some point in this series, we eventually get some of the Bat family I, I I do get tired of like these you know in the Nolan films how they were like oh well we're never going to have like Robin right and even the Robin that they have with Joseph Gordon Levitt you know uh, taking over as Batman supposedly afterwards and he wasn't really ever Robin and you know that that is something that I think I like I can understand if they didn't want to start it out with that, but I do think if maybe at the end of like a second film or at the end of a th- the third film, hopefully there's more than three with this, with Pattinson, but you know, that you get him taking like Dick Grayson under his wing or, or something. And, and we get to see like their interpretation, Matt Reeves interpretation of Robin, because Robin is part, a big part of the bath Batman mythos. And there's ways to do it without it being campy or over the top as well. So I would love to see that as as well because it is something that is missing when he's just always a, becoming like a solo hero in these films when the Bat family is such a huge part of the comics and such a huge part of the cartoon and, you know, a huge part of the mythos of Batman. So it is something I hope that they bring in at some point during this trilogy if that's what they get to do. Uh, they did this cool 20th anniversary celebration of Smallville, which my wife and I are currently watching. I watched it, you know, when I was growing up, and I watched it in full about 10 years ago, and, uh, you know, my wife had never seen it, so we started watching it on, like, January 5th, and we're just making our way through. We're on season 9. We're almost through. Uh, we have one episode left to season 9, then we got the 18 of season 10, and then we're done and actually been collecting the season 11 comics and going to read all of those after we're done re-watching so it's, it's been fun and it's been great to see and you know there was rumors uh, or reports of Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling trying to do an anim- animated continuation of Smallville at some point or something like that which would be really cool and I think something that could be a lot of fun. You know Smallville uh, was a huge part of my childhood. It was always on like ABC Family when I would Watch it. I think it was like 7 p.m. on like ABC Family that I would watch, like every day. Uh, But it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, to show the the you know, a lot of times we always focus on the fantastical stuff of Superman. But what I really like about Smallville is focusing on the individual human aspect of Superman, the Clark Kent side, where. You know, and a lot of times in the movies and stuff, Clark Kent is the disguise, but really in Smallville, I feel like Clark Kent is just the base version of Kal-El, and, you know, where he learned how to be a good person, and learning from his parents, and doing what's right all the time, no matter what, you know, no matter how it affects him, he's doing the right thing, and... We get to see that, and and, and while a lot of people co- complain about the finale, how you never really see him as Superman and such, I, I really think that that's not the point of Smallville. The point of Smallville is, you know, his journey along the way and seeing the Clark Kent side, I think. So I, I've been very pleased with, you know, the, I was very pleased with the finale. I know a lot of people will crap on that, but I was, and I'm really excited to revisit it again here, and, uh, Hey, if they ever do a continuation, that'd be really great, especially if Rosenbaum's on board. Uh, they also, you know, renewed some of the shows like Titans, Doom Patrol, and Pennyworth, even which is moving from epics to HBO Max. Um, they did a behind-the-scenes featurette on Batman: The Caped Crusader, which is the new cartoon animated series produced by JJ Abrams, Bruce tim from the animated series, Matt Reeves from the Batman film. Um yeah, so that that's going to be pretty great too, I think. Um they showed a little teaser for Harley Quinn season 3. They had um some video game stuff, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League had a really cool new trailer. Gotham Knights had a new thing that was a new trailer or something, uh, which looks like a really fun game. I'm really excited for that. It was supposed to come out I think last year or this. Year. It was supposed to come out this year and got postponed to next year. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to Gotham Knights as well. But yeah, uh, that's that's most of DC fandom. I mean, if we're looking at movies here, on what's coming out. And that Aquaman movie is December 16th of 2022. Shazam is June 2nd of 2023. Um, Out of all these, I'm looking forward to obviously the Batman the most, with the Flash being probably third and second most Black Adam. You know, having Doctor Strange... Oh, not Doctor Strange, sorry. Doctor Fate in it. Uh, it's really cool having Adam in it and Hawkman and Black Adam. Like, this just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And then the Flash, obviously, with having the Michael Keaton Batman and, you know, just Flash overall and, you know, if they're going to be going back in time and stuff. You know, Back to the Future is my favorite film and time travel is one of my favorite things. So that instantly bumps it up for me. But, yeah, I think that is probably all that I really have to say about DC Fandom. It was another great year of it, another great experience with DC Fandom. And I really wish Marvel would do something similar. Now we do have Disney Plus Day coming up in November, celebrating the what two-year launch of uh, of Disney Plus, and they're going to be releasing some Star Wars stuff, some Marvel stuff on that day. So that's so if we're looking at the schedule of the Marvel Pod, you know, the Marvel side of stuff, we're looking at Eternals in early November. Disney Plus Day shortly after, and then Hawkeye starting in late November. So we're going to have a lot of stuff coming through here soon uh, to keep up with this. But if you want to follow us over on Twitter, you can at T O Infinity Saga. We also have uh, a Facebook.com slash Infinity Saga Beyond, and you can email us Marvel Plus Recaps at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your week.